0: Amen. I got an amen. I got a good amen from Brother DeMarcus. It's good to see you back, man. I can't believe young man cold back there. What's wrong with (laughs) him? Hallelujah. All right. Romans chapter one, verse 20. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased. Everybody say debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality. Wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil mindedness. They are whisperers. Everybody say whisperer. Backbiters. Everybody say backbiters. Haters of God. Violent. Proud. Boastful inventors of evil things and disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, and unmerciful. This is not a good group to be around. <laughs> who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death. Not only do, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning that your word is revelation. It brings light. Take these lips of clay and do what only you can do. Lord, I humble myself in your presence. I am just delighted, Lord, to be in a place, Lord, where I can, uh, Lord God, be used of you. These people, Lord, have come to hear words from you, God. I pray that you would, Lord, just till our hearts this morning, transform, change us, Lord, inspire us. For we, Father God, are here today because we want to hear your voice. And we not only want to hear your voice, but we're here to do what thus saith the Lord. Father, we give you praise, we give you glory. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Well, I thought I'd start my sermon off today with a little game. I don't do this too often, but um, I thought I would kind of change things up a little bit. And I'm going to entitle this game, Who Am I? And before we actually play the game, which is going to require some participation. And since somebody so eagerly jumped up front today, I know they're going to participate. I'm not going to call her name. How you doing? Um... (laughs) but uh this sermon uh, this series we've been talking about housekeeping cleaning house and the the purpose of this sermon for those of you who've been who uh, hasn't caught up uh the purpose of this sermon is really to focus on the church and what our responsibility is is, is as kingdom people that if we as the people of god do not get our house in order how many know that we're going to have problems trying to have any kind of effectiveness in our generation And so we want a clean house. And so we're going to take a look at ourselves. How do we know it's a good thing to take a look at yourself? And the challenging thing is, you know, sometimes you preach a sermon and you hear certain things. And the first thing you're tempted to do is say, that's not me. You look at somebody else. Well, we don't want nobody looking at nobody else today. We just want you looking at you today. So we want to take a close look at ourselves. And as we go through this process, I want you to really be asking God, so Lord, uh, uh, show me. Lord, open my heart. Lord, show me truth, because God has something to say to each and every one of us that will transform our lives. So let's start our game. Who am I? That's the title of the game. And so I'm going to give the characteristics of somebody, something, and your job is to tell me. Are we clear on that? Amen. You all are good students today. I have no respect for justice and authority. I maim without killing. I break hearts and I ruin lives. I am cruel, malicious, and gather strength with age. The more I am quoted, the more I believe. I am believed. I flourish at every level of society. My victims are helpless. They cannot protect themselves against me because I have no name and no face. To track me down is nearly impossible. The harder you try, the more elusive I become. I don't discriminate. Once I tarnish a reputation, it is never the same. I topple governments and ruin marriages. I destroy careers and cause headache and sleepless nights. I wreck churches and separate Christians, I spawn suspicion and generate grief, make innocent people cry on their pillows, even my name hisses, who am I, now it's your turn, that's good, it's a good start, but that's not, that's it, but that's not it. Gossip. Gossip. It was a hissing thing that got you, right? (laughs) Yeah, gossip. Gossip. It's one of those things today that gossip by its very nature is a problem in the church. How many of you would agree with that? In fact, gossip is a problem everywhere you go. You go on a job, you hear people all the time talk about other people. They gossip about their employees. They gossip about their supervisors. And one of the things that we see is that society economically thrives off of this whole concept of gossip. Well, Pastor, what do you mean? How many of you have been in the checkout line at the grocery store lately? What do you see? What kind of magazine sells the most? Mm, tabloids, right? Star. Come on, name them. Y'all know, y'all, y'all ain't been saved all that long. And you forgot it. Come on. What, people, what else? What else? Star, the globe, the inquirer. You see these weird stories, these guys, and most of this stuff is based in lies. And most people know it. And for the life of me, I cannot figure out why anybody would spend a dime on those magazines. But yet we thrive off of it. How many people, they love some good, juicy information about somebody else? They even got columns in the newspaper called somebody's tracking somebody praying with me. Gossip columns. You see, the whole society, I mean, and and you know, and this thing of gossip, it is so destructive. It is, a, it is something that tarnish and it can destroy a person's life. How many of you have ever been the victim of gossip? How many of you have ever been misrepresented when somebody says something about you and you knew it wasn't true and it bothered you? How many of you know what I'm talking about? But yet it's something we see all the time. In fact, we see it in our government. People slander each other on a regular basis. And, and, you know, the media is allowed to promote and put stuff out there, man. And, and people just buy this gossip because, you see, gossip is like Watch this. Gossip is like Hot Food Sunday <laughs> with nuts and vanilla ice cream. Are you hungry. Gossip is like peach cobbler with real whipped cream. Gossip is like steak and lobster. Do we got any steak and lobster eaters in the house? Hallelujah. Gossip is like an all-you-can-eat buffet with a dessert bar. In other words, we can't get Enough of it. The problem with gossip is that even within the walls of the church, gossip has become a norm. I've seen many churches ruined. I've seen people's lives ruined because of the spirit of gossip. You all have heard me talk openly about being a part of a ministry, and you know that was a, that that split. And one of the underlying uh, reasons or or the thing that drove that split was the spirit of gossip. And most people think that gossip is okay. Gossip is, you know, we got to, you know, we got to tell the truth, right? And you see, gossip is like a. The Bible says that Satan came to steal, kill, and destroy. The Bible also says he's a father of lies, right? Satan is the ultimate accuser of the brethren, the scripture says. He accuses us before God day and night. How many know that Satan is a liar? So what he's saying is always intent on misrepresenting. It is a spirit. It is a demonic spirit gossip is a destroyer of family relationships and institutions oftentimes gossip comes cloaked in righteousness you know i really shouldn't say this but you know you know i was thinking sister so and so is really nice but you know, i really really love brother so and so great job, but let me tell you, because it comes under the auspice that I, I, I'm really just trying to care. You know, I really care. And, and, and I just want to kind of bring up this concern because I really care. And, and here, here's my issue. They, they say they care, but they care. Everybody look this way. They say they care, but they care. They don't care enough to go and talk to the person that they supposedly have the problem with. So we're going we're to break down some of these things today because I want this church to be a community of people whereby there are no gossipers in the house. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. As one thing I hate more, I hate a gossiping spirit. There was, there was one time when we first started the, thinking about this church. And putting this church together, there was a team of people one time that came up against me. They said, we got to beef with you. Okay. I'm one of those guys that's going. You know, you call me, you want to talk to me, I'll listen to you. I go in and, and, and they start just kind of leveling these charges against me. I remember sitting there thinking to myself, none of this stuff is true. And God showed me at that point that I really had to learn how to trust him. Because what is the number one thing you want to do when somebody says something wrong about you? What do you want to do? Use them, right. You want to defend yourself, right? Some brother, one brother said fight. <laughs> but you know, the scripture says, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. It's a tall order to take a hit. It's a tall order to have somebody misrepresent you because my my and it's everybody's natural instinct to want to fight back. And so what do you have? You not only had the person that gossiped to cause the problem, but the person who is the victim of gossip, then they get mad, and then they go and tell somebody else, and before you know it, you got a mess on your hands. I grew up in as a little kid in an old Baptist church. I can say it because you all don't know who the church is. It's called Oak Grove Baptist Church. And, and I remember as a little kid, I didn't know a whole lot of Bible. You know, it's amazing, but you don't have to know a whole lot of Bible but God to still show you truth. You know when something's wrong. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I remember people just kind of talking about, you know, these, these ladies. It's like a little gossip column. They would just sit there. Every week, they would sit like on the front row of the church. They had their big old hats on. I mean, no <laughs> big hats. It was like beach hats. And they would sit there, and they would just look at people as they come by and look at what they were wearing, like, and this is how they did it every Sunday. And, and, I, used to, and I used to sit back and I was in jail, and, I, and I remember as a kid, I'd say, why are those people? And you know they were talking. And then you would see them over the corner. Yeah, girl, oh, you're too. Really? Re- ooh, 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 real- oh, gosh. And we got to understand that this is sin. Because most people don't look at gossip as sin. But for anybody who call themselves a believer and a Christian, you are called not to gossip. It is sin. It is unrighteousness. And gossip has its roots in hell. And I'm going to show you from the word of God. Because you will have opportunity. I'm going to tell you right now. There will be people that will walk in and out of these doors. And they will come in and they will tell. Well, let me, just like we said earlier, they will come, come with some good information. Let me tell you. And, and then they would have told like 10 other people before it got back to me. Oh, why did he never ever come talk to me about it on your job? You would be at work and you would have a whole bunch of people standing around the fax machine, slandering their boss. What do you do at that moment? You sit there and you slander with them. You're in sin. Gossip is wrong in the church. How I many know it ain't even supposed to be named among us? And it's wrong out there. Because the world loves gossip. The world loves juicy stuff. The world loves, how I many know the world, something about the world that loves to tear people down. I don't know what it is, but it's just something about we love to see people fall. We love to just kind of rip them apart. I don't know, maybe it makes us feel more self righteous when you see somebody fall. I don't know what the problem is. But, 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 but look at the neighbor and say, not my church. Not my life. I am not going to gossip about nobody. There's a way to deal with issues. Amen? So let's, let's, let's look at this scripture here. Now, in Romans chapter 1, you know, I was, I was, I was studying this message, and I thought to myself, I said, you know, Lord, uh, I think I can pull this off this week in about 35 minutes. You know, because I'm trying to cut down a little bit, you know, because they they tell me that y'all only retain, y'all meaning people in general, they only retain information after like, you know, 30, that's what they say, 30 minutes, you know, and uh, and so I want to make sure you get the information, so I call myself just trying to just, you know, but I'm just going to put you on notice. It probably won't work today, but y'all just keep me in prayer, so if y'all were like, we're thinking I'm going to get out here within 10, 15 minutes, not today. Because they say, pray for pastor. All right. My daughter came up last week. She said, you went 63 minutes last week. I said, no, there was some other stuff at the beginning of the CD. She didn't know you went 63 minutes. So I'm going to have to start wearing a stopwatch. We don't want to keep all that long. But but y'all were smiling those whole 63 minutes, though. Amen. Amen. means mean the word was good to you. I, you know, smile. That's right. Now, look at this. Now, look at, now, I want to look at Romans 1, chapter, verses, uh, 28 to 32, okay? Now, I want you to look at that, uh, because here he names, the Apostle Paul is talking about folks who don't know God, okay? And here's what he says in that inverse, in verse uh, verse 29, the last uh, last word, whisperers. Now, let's talk about what, what gossip is so that we can be clear about it. Gossip, whisperers is the same word. It means gossip. It's the same thing. It is hearsay, malicious. Rumors, a person giving to divulging personal information about others. It's a person who reveals secrets and intimate things about other people. It's idle talk. But then he goes in verse number 30. You see that first word there, Paul? is given a characteristic of those who don't know God. Because, you know, you're Christians. He, you know, Paul's always kind of insinuating that we ain't supposed to be doing this. But look at this verse here. He, in verse number 30, the first word, in the New King James Version, it says, backbiters. Backbiters. There used to be a song, for those of you, uh, you know, if Troy was here, he'd be joking me right now. But there used to be a song uh, back in the a group back in the 70s called the OJs. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, and, and the OJs had a song. They, they, they smile on your face, but all the time they're trying to take your place. They're backstabbers. How many of you ever heard that song? Uh-huh. Backbiters. That ain't a pretty word, is it? Backbiter means somebody biting you behind your what? Back. Backbiters. 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 These are, it's a backbiter is a slanderer. One who attacks the reputation of another, usually behind their backs. One of the first things you know, that you, one of the first indicators that you're gossiping is what you're about to say, can you go to the person's face and say it? Most people won't do that. If you're gonna say something about somebody, you should at least be able to go to the person you're gonna talk about and say it in front of them. See, I find that backbiters are cowards. They're cowards. They don't like, they don't wanna deal with issues face to face. They'd rather go to somebody else and talk about you and slander you with no facts. Hmm. <sighs> They are defamers, slanderers. You know what it means to slander somebody, it's malicious intent to tear other people down. How many know the people of God ain't supposed to be that way? You are not supposed to be tearing down, you're supposed to be building up. And God has given us ways to deal with conflict. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit so we know. Because somebody, some of you right now, because I'm tracking with you, you saying, well, Pastor, what, what if I need to, what, did this person, what this person said about me, what they did, I mean, I need to deal with this. Good, we'll show you how to deal with that. But the way to deal with it is not to go and get Sister Naomi, Sister Diva, and Brother Jaime back here and say, we're going to talk about, We got, hey, we want to have a conference on Brother Sean. And Sean ain't even invited to the conference. (laughs) Right? That ain't the way to do it. Backbiters, gossipers are cowards because it comes from the spirit of the enemy. And at the end of the day, Satan is a coward. Mm -hmm. A deceiver and a liar. Now watch this. Now I'm going to give you a couple of verses. You can write these down. We're not going to elaborate on them, but listen to this. You can write them down. Proverbs 16, 28. Because I know y'all are Bible people, and then you're going to say, your Pastor, show it to me in the scripture. So I'm going to write. I want you to look at these verses. And I want you to go read them because we're students of the word here. We like to read. We like to study. We like to, we love the word. Amen. amen. I should have got a firm amen on that. Like, amen, Pastor. Proverbs 1628 says this. Watch this. A perverse man sows strife, and a whisperer separates the best of friends. A whisperer, a gossiper will cause two people who like each other. You know, I've had, I had situations, I'll just give you some examples. You know, being here at church, I have people, man, just flowing good. and loving. me. Hey, pastor, how are they doing? Can't wait to see me. I'll oh, hug me. And the next thing I know, all of a sudden, coldness. Like, what's wrong? Oh, what happened? Somebody had been whispering. Have me to know you, you can't believe everything you hear. What is that game that people say? That, and I, I started to play that game too, but you know that game that, that you start with one person and you kind of give out a full sentence and then you say, okay, what is it called? Telephone game. Tele, telephone game and, say, and say, everybody just kind of go around the room and the statement starts here. And by the time that statement is, is recalled at the end, it's something totally different. I was listening yesterday. They said yesterday, they said, well, you know, the... I heard him yesterday said, and this media did this, oh, all the troops in Afghanistan that was killed in that, that uh, helicopter accident, there were the whole unit that killed Osama bin Laden. <laughs> hey, kids, everybody else, What? Daddy, that the whole unit, all of them dead. Now, I look at the reports later on. No, that ain't, that ain't there. But are you know, we quick to jump on something? We hear it and say, yeah, 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 yeah. Is that really? Let me tell you something. Most of the time, when you hear something like that. Always remember this. You only get, first of all, you're only getting one side. Secondly, if you come with me with some juicy information about somebody else, I'm going to look at you like you're crazy. So I'm telling you right now, don't come with me talking about you going to talk about somebody. Because you know the first thing I'm going to say? Have you been talking to them yet? Why are you talking to me? Do you want to restore or you want to tear down? All right? Because I'm not, I'm not interested in tearing people down. Amen? We want to build some folk up. Come on, say Amen. Preach with me. Amen. amen. That's what I'm talking about. The words of a talebearer are like tasty trifles. They go down into the innermost, the inmost body. That's Proverbs 18:8. 8. Proverbs 20:18. He who goes about as a talebearer, a whisperer, a gossiper, a gossiper, reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with one who flatters with his lips. I mean, sometimes as believers, you know, the Bible says in the book of James to confess our sins to one another that you might be healed. I'm convinced the reason why a lot of us don't confess our sins to one another, because it probably get recalled back to somebody else. A brother or sister tells me something in confidence. I mean, know I ought to be able to shut my mouth. And it should not be just because, well, that's because you're a pastor, you're supposed to. You're supposed to, too. Don't even try that with me. Gossip is sin. It doesn't matter who does it. It is sin. And somebody coming, they want to share something with you. But I'm struggling with this sin in my life. Brother, can you pray for me? I mean, they ought to be kept safe. I ought to be able to know that I can go to Brother Sean. I can go to Brother Lai. I can go to Jaime. I, I, can, I can go to these brothers and, these, and I can say, look, brother, I'm struggling here. Can you pray for me? And I shouldn't have to worry about my stuff being plastered on the billboard. Oh, look at Brother Gary. Hey, Brother Gary, he, he told me the other day. He told me he's struggling. Watch out. He got that spirit on him. Look out. And Christians, we always talk about the people that got them spirits. I always wonder. Everybody always read about spirit. I mean, but somewhere I read, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. What are you talking about? I ain't never been concerned about nobody's spirit jumping off on me. Because you walk in the spirit, you don't have to worry about that, right? So we walk in the spirit. Let's go back to the word. Everybody say, go back to the word. Here we go. See, that's y'all keeping me true. All right, here we go. So, look at James, chapter number 3, verses 2 through 8. What did I, what did I say? Now, y'all can't look at the screen and cheat. Now, you're supposed to, you supposed see, I want to make sure y'all listen. Some of y'all looking at the thing. I said what? James chapter three. what? Eight. Two, through eight. 2 through 8. There you go. Here we go. Watch this. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. How many of you would say I make some mistakes? We all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. For if we control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. How many of you know that tongue is something else? That tongue was dangerous. It's one of the smallest members of the body. But how many lives that little thing has destroyed? My goodness. The Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. Mm -hmm. You know, you can destroy children with your tongue. You can say things to people that you can ruin them by what you say. We can, verse number three, we can make a large horse. I think you got this in the NLT version. Oh, okay, New Living Translation version. Do we got that New Living Translation version? New Living Translation? No, we don't have that version. No, okay. All right, then we can so keep it right there. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk with you. Here we go, because I want to. Let's let's go. We'll just read the New King James. Watch this. Indeed, we put we put bits in horses' mouth that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Watch this. Look also at the ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever their pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and it boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. Wow. I I was a kid and my sister's in town, she's visiting. From the Hampton Roads area, and she was reminding me of this yesterday. You know, our sister and brother get together, and we always talk about what we used to do when we were kids. So she was telling me about one of my things I did when I was a kid. And so one day I decided that uh, my mother had cooked some potatoes. So I decided that I was going to get the potato peelings that she was going to throw away, and I was going to fry those bad boys. Okay. So I get those potato peelings, and uh, I'm out in the woods, and. Uh, And uh, and and you know I'm gonna make me a little camp area, a little little stove in the dirt, you know, and you know it's leaves all around, and it and and you know and it just so you know happened to be like fall with all the leaves just coming down, so they're nice and toasty and fresh and dry, and uh, and so I I I I I I'm trying to cook the potato peel, and all of a sudden uh, this and it's a little little match. Uh, and I was at the time I was probably somewhere around I don't know eight nine maybe ten years old, and uh, and uh, you know and and we we struck the match we tried to start a fire and we st- we started a fire. <laughs> the problem is the fire got a little bit too big, and uh, and I tried to put it out and my sister who was there the one that was picking at me yesterday who. My sister who visited, she was like, and she said, I can't believe you did that. And she was supposed to be like like making sure it got out. And I said, you know, put your feet on, you know, get the fire. So we start yelling. Well, by that time, the, the thing started spreading. And I'm like, oh, my God. So we, and then next thing I know, my neighbor across the street, they're yelling, oh, my God, there's a fire. There's a fire. Get the water. Get the water. Put put it out. And I'm running back. And I run over to the, my house, and I cut the little thing on. I'm trying to get some water. And by the time I get the water and come back, the thing is so big, it, you couldn't even see my water bucket when you, when you match it up against the fire. And before I knew it, I had about man, 10 fire trucks on the street, you know, paramedics, all the neighbors hanging out, all of them coming outside looking. And, uh, and my dad's coming down the road with a mean attitude. And I'm sitting on the front porch saying that my life is over. Is <laughs> it, I'm done. My dad came and grabbed a hold of me, he grabbed my ears. My dad used to have this little, he had this little habit. He would grab my ears. And, uh, and we had a, a flight of stairs that went up this way. And uh, he, would gra- he grabbed my ears and he took me up the steps and my feet did not touch the steps. <laughs> <laughs> it's a miracle. I know God is real because I'm still here. It's a miracle that I did not die that day. But I remember as a kid I was thinking to myself, wow, I just could not imagine that I could cause so much of a problem. That that little fire, and I was innocent. I didn't mean nothing. You know, Brother Maurice, all I was trying to do was cook some potatoes. (laughs) And that little thing disturbed the whole community. Your little mouth can disturb the whole community. You, that little thing in your mouth, it don't take for one person. One tongue can come in and you can rip apart people. You can burn up some stuff and destroy people in the process. There was a whole, there was like four or five acres that got burned up because of my curiosity. We need to think about what we say, Amen. Because before you open your mouth, you need to think about the fact that you got a loaded gun and it's around in the chamber. Some of you know what I'm talking about. And and the finger's on the trigger. And it don't take a whole lot. You know, when your finger's on the trigger, you know, one of the things in in police work, they train, when they train us, they tell us that, you know, when you're searching, they tell you, get your hand off the trigger. So when we search buildings, we we don't hold our hand on the trigger. We keep our hand off the trigger. You don't put your hand on the trigger until you're ready to shoot. But the tongue is so dangerous, The finger's already on the trigger. So don't take a whole lot. You can stumble, you know, you can stumble a little bit. You know, you really want to slander somebody or say something bad or negative about somebody. It don't take that much. You can drop a little seed. (sighs) Watch this. The tongue is a fire, world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body. It sets on fire, the course of nature. And it is set on fire by hell. You know that word by hell right there? Go back a it. By hell. He's talking about negative, evil talk, the tongue, the power of the tongue. It is set on fire by what? Hell. Gossip is demonic. Do you hear me? It has its origin from Satan. So if you're gonna participate, you're gonna gossip, guess what spirit you're flowing under? If you're at work and somebody is gossiping and you jump in that conversation, you participated, Here's what you're flowing under. Something that was originated from hell. Keep going. And for every kind of beast and bird, a reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no one can tame the what? Tongue. It is unruly evil, full of deadly what? Poison. Poison. The tongue is full of poison. Seem like there's no hope, don't it? Mm-hmm. You're like, God, get this thing out of my mouth. But you know that really the tongue is a reflection of what's down on the inside of our heart. See, the Bible says in Jeremiah that the heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? Is that it? That's it? That's it? All right, watch this. So we understand that. Now, what is the remedy? Somebody say, Pastor, get me out of this. Get me out of here. There you go. Y'all, y'all, y'all doing okay today? Still not really pumped up today. Y'all, on one of these days, I'm gonna get this trick. We gotta figure out a way to jump. You know, you know. We we, we need one of those uh, AEDs or IEDs or not that one of those things like you know they use somebody to have a heart problems, shock them. I'm gonna come up and one of those things one Sunday. I'm gonna walk in here. Y'all be y'all sitting here looking dead. I'm gonna. <clears throat> I mean, you ought to be excited. Church ought to be fun, exciting. Amen. Come to church, be here to work. We ought to have a good time in the Lord. And grow and learn together. <laughs> Hallelujah. Good. Thank you, brother. See, the more you do that, the better I preach. The quieter you are, I don't preach that good. All right, here we go. So if, I'm don't, if I don't preach good on a Sunday, it's y'all fault. Not my fault. So y'all remember that. <laughs> James chapter 1, verse 19. James 1, 19. Here we go, James 1, 2. so here's the remedy. Here's, here's how we're going to deal with this thing. We're going to, we're going to kill this gossip in spirit right now. James 1:19. are you there? Okay, here we go. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to what? And slow to what? And slow to what? For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. That's why you can't fight him, brother, when somebody says something bad about you, you can't fight him. As much as you might want to get them, you can't do it. Um, Boy, so we need to focus more on listening, right? Every man be slow to hear, be slow to speak, quick to hear. Our emphasis must be on hearing. Because why do I want to be slow to speak? Because I know I got a loaded gun in my mouth. See, going back to my training, see, when I go inside of a building, I take my time. I go slow. I go methodical. I'm very careful about what I do. And so one of the things you know about a person that's mature, uh, a real mature believers, you know, they just, they don't answer. You don't, they don't answer too quick. They just kind of wait it out for a moment. Get the full gist of what's happening. Be slow to speak. Quick to hear. I mean, no, I believe if we put more of an emphasis on hearing, we'll be better husbands. Come on. We'd be better wives. We'd be better employees. We'd be better everything if we learn how to what? Listen better. We're not great listeners. There's much more emphasis oftentimes when we are so much trying to get our point across. Right? You know how we do. You know, we, we, we always want to make sure that y'all, you gotta, I got to get this out. I got to state my case. It's important that you hear my side of this. <laughs> Sometimes, you know what? Sometimes the best remedy is just don't say, don't say nothing. You know, when Jesus, you know, that's what Jesus did, right? Isn't that what Jesus did? They were talking to Pharaoh, who was it, uh, a pilot. He said, I'm talking to you. What's up? These people here making all these false accusations against Jesus. He didn't say a word.